This is On The Radar with me, your host, Radar, coming at you with the 2023 through 2024 NFL Preview AFC Edition. If you're looking for the NFC Preview, it is in a different podcast under NFC. If you're looking for the written preview that I did for the whole entire NFL, that's on the RadarMedia.com, on the Radar Entertainment blog, and at Blogger Radar 4428. The links will eventually get up on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, you name it. It will get all over the place. Yes. And then the predictions on the playoffs and the and the standings and the awards, you'll get that too. Now, the AFC is way more stacked. For example, Patrick Mahomes in the, NFC, in the AFC West has competition from... A rebounding, hopefully, Russell Wilson team in Denver and Justin Herbert. While in the NFC, in the AFC East, Josh Allen's got competition from Aaron Rodgers, who joined his division. Hopefully, healthy Tua. And the Jaguars are clearly the best team in their division. And then we're going to start with the Bengals division, the NFC North. It's probably the toughest division, more tougher than any of the divisions, I think, in football because... As I said, the West, I think one team is just bad. The East, the Patriots aren't horrible. They're just not great. And I already said Jaguars are the only good team in that division. And we know I said the South and both conferences are bad. The West is only two good teams in the in the NFC, two good teams in the NFC East. And in the Bears division, the opposite, the counter division, I don't know how real good these teams are. So we'll get to the Bengals here. And anytime you have, again, Zach Taylor coming back the next season with Joe Burrow, it's all about continuity. You're like, cool. Burrow and Zach Taylor seem to have it going. Joe Mixon's the starting running back still. They have that set of three receivers in Jamar Chase, Teagans, Tyler Boyd, and tight end Irv Smith Jr. That's very hard to replicate that skill player that they have at each of those positions. And made things even better in the draft. They went and drafted Charlie Jones and Andre uh, Isovis and Chase Brown. All three, they're looking at that with, in case they can't keep all the three receivers that they haven't paid them, they got rookie receivers on their receivers on rookie contracts. And same thing with Joe Mixon, they got a rookie running back contract. Now we were talking about how their offensive line has been bad. Joe, that's how Joe. Burrow's been hurt. Well, they've moved up to mid-tier because they went and got Orlando Brown, which hurts the Chiefs losing him. And Ted Karras and Alice Kappa have been good for them. And it just gets better that they're hoping that Jonah Williamson moving to right tackle will make them a lot better. So their offensive line is improving, which is very, very good. And in the defense, they said, you know what, help Lou Amarillo out, the defense coordinator, and we'll draft Miles Murphy, DJ Turner, Jordan Battle, and all of those guys are going to go help them right away in defense on the defensive side. They did draft another receiver and a punter. Again, you never know with drafting punters what's going to happen. Because Evan McPherson, we all know that dude is clutch and he makes a lot of kicks. So that's good on the special teams. It's the defense that will be a question because I said they went really heavy in the draft on defense and they did lose Jesse Bates, Von Bell, and Eli Apple. They lost three of their secondary players. But Nick Scott, Sidney Jones, 
the guys I got in the draft, that's going to really help them out there. So they retired with Dallas, the ninth best defensive red zone touchdown rate last season. So obviously the Miles Murphy, they're hoping, will help offset the losses they had. But Sam Hubbard is still on this defense. Trey Hendrickson is still on this defense. So they got some uh, players you've heard of, but this is the Bengals division to lose as their quarterback, head coach, and skilled player combination is a lot better than the other ones in this division. But this is going to be hard, this division, because Lamar Jackson, if he's healthy, and he signed that extension, they finally figure out the contract situation with his relative and him and all this other stuff. So he's happy. He's back in pain. Obviously, Greg Rowan is no longer an offensive coordinator. They've changed it up. That's different on the team. And obviously, John Harbaugh is still one of the best coaches in all of football. Okay? So obviously, things are going to be a lot different in you know, Baltimore this year because they're really hoping that with the new offensive coordinator and a happy Lamar Jackson, that that's what they want. With Todd Munkin, who's known for his open-minded offense, by them drafting a guy like Zay Flowers, they're saying, hey, we finally got you a receiver in the draft. Drafting Simpson, Robinson, Kai Blue Kelly. That's a sign of they want to help the defense because obviously they're hoping this Kelly guy will replace Peterson, who's gone, and drafting two offensive linemen because they want to improve their offensive line is obviously a very good idea. And their offseason, I said, it wasn't bad because they did lose some players, but... The whole point was, get, let, get, let's get the Lamar Jackson in. They got him Odell Beckham, and they got him Zay Flowers. And they're saying on these websites, Profile Focus, because they, they're the uh, leaders in that, that Andrew Vort's offensive line is stealing the seventh round. Now, obviously, their offensive line is still top five. Because Ronnie Staley, if he's back from being healthy, they got this Ben Cleveland guy and Lindenbaum. Then right there and then... That's great because last year, they at least penalized offensive line in football during the regular season. So with obviously Ronnie Staley coming back and them getting Ben Cleveland, that makes their offensive line way better. The team still has Tyler Huntley and Josh Johnson, running quarterback. Good there. Again, another thing about Lamar Jackson is if it's J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are healthy, that's going to be a good thing. If Rashad Bateman's healthy, it's a good thing. If Devin Duvernay is healthy... And they got Nelson Aguilar. So they, they're like, we're just stockpiling all these veterans. And obviously, they still got Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in all of football. And Patrick Richard is a good fullback. He makes the Pro Bowl a lot of times. Defensively, they lost Clays Campbell, Chuck Clark, and Justin Houston. But they're hoping that Rocky Sin, Trenton Simpson, Tavares Robinson, all the guys they added there in the offseason. But again, if if the offensive line is healthy, the run game's healthy, and Lamar Jackson's healthy, and they're throwing the ball down the field, they'll probably be scoring more. Because you know how many games last year with Huntley, at quarterback, that they didn't score more than like 10 points? The defense held them? I was surprised, okay? So obviously, Michael Pierce is still there. 
They locked up Roquan Smith. They got Marlon Humphrey. So they got some pieces on defense. They brought in Jadavian Clowney in recent days. Like So there's just some guys on the defense that are going to help them out. And they have the best kicker in all of football in Justin Tucker, who's probably going to go to Hall of Fame. So again, they're 100% going to be a wildcard team unless they beat the, the Bengals for the division. That's really what's going to happen there is that that tough division with good quarterback play is really going to come into play towards the end of the season. Now the Steelers. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season in the whole entire time as a head coach, and the Steelers have only had a few head coaches in their whole entire existence. So they're they're being run well from ownership down to front office to coaching, okay, and players. Because obviously they had Ben Roethlisberger for all this time and Terry Bradshaw at one point was quarterback for a long time. So they're just like, you know what? We need to figure out what we're doing at quarterback and what's going on. And they realized last year when they put Kenny Pickett in the rookie, the team took off and they even tried to make a, pl- a run for the playoffs last year. Now, obviously, as in Isaac Samalamalu, as one of the better pass-blocking guys, helps out their offensive line. Drafting Broderick Jones helps them up to help out Okafor, Cole, and the rest of the guys. And they have... They started the same final line again last season and chained two of the starters, obviously. And they were ranked seventh in pass blocking efficiently, but was significantly worse as a run blocking unit. So obviously, anything that improves our offensive line makes the game better for a young quarterback and Kenny Pickett. Adding Patrick Peterson and Cole Holcomb, again, make that defense better. And Allen Robinson, who they literally got for nothing, if he's healthy and he's like the third receiver, and that's what you're lying about, that's a good pickup. And everyone was like, why did Joey Porter drop in the draft? Well, they got him. And they got Keanu Benton as well and Daryl Washington. So they got all these guys in the draft between Benton, Washington, Broderick Jones, and Joey Porter that are going to make a lot of impact. One on the offensive line, two on defense, one at tight end, like, and they got two more to – Defensive players and an offensive line player. Like a lot of this thing will help out their team out because TJ Watt missed a lot of time last year. So Patrick Peterson, Eldon Roberts, Cole Holcomb, and I, met, and I mentioned the young player. Well, offset obviously Spillane, Sutton, Edmonds, and Bush leaving. They obviously are going to be a top 10 defense, okay? It's really what it is, okay? And the offensive line, if it's top 15, that's also good to have a top 10 and top 15. Both of the things there because... Obviously, Cameron Hayward, still a great player. And Minka Fitzpatrick is still one of the best players in the league, and so is TJ Watt. So they got, like, pieces there. Noah Alexander's been around the block. As I mentioned, they added Patrick Peterson. So it's like, and they got Desmond King, too, it says in their depth chart. So they got a lot of guys that people have heard of, and Boswell's not a bad kicker. Offensively, Pickett well, is hoping Najee Harris has a rebounded season because, again, fantasy owners were not happy with the sophomore season of Najee Harris. And also, fantasy owners, we're not having that Deontay Johnson got, like, no touchdowns, okay? So, he's going to have a better season. Pickens in his second year will hopefully have a better season. And Al Robinson, who was injured last year, if that's your third receiver, they're really setting him up to succeed. And Pratt Firemuth is a good tight end. So, they're really setting up Kenny Pickett to succeed. And they could be a wild card team. But I think Lamar Jackson at this point is still better than Kenny Pickett. I feel like J.K. Dobbins is better than Najee Harris. 
The only thing is, I think the Steelers have a better wide receiving crew, but the, Mark Andrews is better than Pratt Firemuth, and I feel like the Ravens' defense slightly better than them, and their offensive line slightly better. Now, I'm sorry to say to Cleveland Browns fans that you're going to be a last-place team because last year, I don't know what happened, man, but Jacoby Brissett and the team played so much better than Deshaun Watson did. And we were like, well, he's rusty, hasn't played all these years. He and Kevin Stefanski have to figure things out. And maybe that's the case. They have to have a full offseason and preseason to work on everything. And you know what? If that's the case, it's going to be an uphill battle for them, obviously. So obviously they don't have a lot of first-rounders. So they kind of, they focus on the offensive and defense line across positions. They obviously got a run-stuffing tackle and Ica, but getting offensive tackle and a guard, they were trying to fix their offensive line. And Isaiah McGuire, Cameron Mitchell help out the defense. And, and they're like, you know what? We'll also get Cedric Tillman, a wide receiver. And we'll draft the quarterback just to be sure because we're not sure about, obviously, Deshaun Watson. So Kevin Stefanski has a full season. That would be good. And then Miles Garrett, he got help on defense. Literally getting himself Dalvin Thomason, Abney and Aronicu, and they traded for Zary Smith. So on paper, you're like, wow, you added three defensive players. You draft some guys in the draft, offensive line. That's really good. And obviously the nose tackle I mentioned in the draft and the edge rusher, good idea. And the offensive lineman help really helps them all. And Tillman, and then obviously they got Elijah Moore from the Jets who wasn't happy there. So they get themselves a veteran receiver. So Mark Cooper... Not the only one that is there, okay? Because they already had a top 15 defense because of having Denzel Ward in the secondary and Miles Garrett up top. But adding Tomlinson, Agoranu, Tornhill, Hill, guys on defense, and you're just losing Johnson and Clowney, that's not bad. It's really not that bad there. And their offensive line did perform a little bit last year, but it's pretty much the same unit. So, Bidiano and the other guys and Conklin, like, Biano was finished as the as all pro at left guard, so he's on one sack all season. So it's like, they're at least trying to say Deshaun Watson. We drafted offensive linemen, defensive players, signed a bunch of defensive players, drafted you another tight end and a wide receiver, and got you Elijah Moore. Like, you're going to need to succeed. Really, you need to definitely succeed this year. Nick Chubb, consistently puts up numbers at running back, no matter who the quarterback is. Doesn't miss a lot of time. Yeah, Kareem Hunt's gone. But that means Chubb may get more play, and that may be good for the team. Amari Cooper, I mentioned, gets Elijah Moore and guys in the draft to help him. And signing Marquise Goodwin, who's been around the block with Donovan Peoples-Jones, again, gives them really good depth at wide receiver. And Joku had a breakout year last year. And they still got Jordan Aikens and Harrison Bryant. So it's not like they have nobody's there. Okay, so Miles Garrett will be happy with Tomlinson, Darius Smith, Newsom, all these guys that got Ronnie McLeod on this team. So, again, you're looking at me talking about how good I think the defense is, and the offensive line is pretty good, and the skilled players are good, and Dustin Hopps is a good kicker. But it's just the division you're in, Cleveland, that's really the problem for you is that's, that's who's in your – you're in that division, Okay. Going to the north, to the east, I don't care how many times the Bills 
don't make it to the Super Bowl because they got to get past the Chiefs or the Bengals. It's not going to stop me from saying the Bills are not a top five team in their conference. They're not the best team in their own division because they are the best team in their division, okay? They, they really are, okay? Josh Allen is still a top-tier quarterback. He's a one-man wrecking crew in offense, which is sometimes a good thing, and sometimes it's a bad thing. It really is. Because all that wear and tear making become Cam Newton or Ben Roethlisberger, and Sean McDermott's got to figure out a way to do that because it didn't matter if it was Singleton and or if it was or if it was Yeah, so they had Singleton and the other guy running back and it was like are they going to dupe Montgomery And you're like, well, none of these running backs are doing anything. That's where I'm like, okay, so none of them were any good. They drafted Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook, and I drafted him last year, and he did absolutely, like, nothing. So as I was like, they need to fix the run game. But everyone's saying how James Cook came on towards the end of last year and he's going to be better. And you're like, cool, let's actually see that on paper before we go out and crown them as good thing there. Now, obviously, there's a little turmoil in the offseason with there's a little turmoil in the offseason with obviously Stefan Diggs after playoff games, and I don't know why they didn't take care of that. And I was like, that uh you should have taken care of that then, so they're not sure what's going on there because maybe he wanted to be traded. I don't know. There was a lot of drama. You also had the drama that Leslie Fraser just decided that, you know what? Oh, yeah, it was Moss and Singletary with the two running backs. It didn't do anything. But, yeah, so, like, Leslie Frazier quit. So it's kind of weird that your defensive coordinator quits and you have turmoil with a wide receiver. So the hope is that James Cook is the, the running back, and if it doesn't work out, you still got veterans, Damon Harris, Latavius Murray, Naheem Hines. So it's just a bunch of death there. Now, Stephon Diggs, you're like, Gabe Davis is my number two, but he didn't really like show me anything. So that's kind of the problem there. But they may run a two-tight end system because Dawson Knox still a pretty good tight end, and they drafted this Dalton Kincaid tight end, which surprised some people. that They're like, we're going to draft a tight end even though we have a good tight end. And uh, what's good for the Bills is not good for the Bills is that their offensive line is still bad. They did some additions, but it's pretty much the same thing. And as Deion Dawkins was the best player in the line, is he only allowed 30 total pressures, including only three sacks. So they're moving up. They're just not as good as they used to be. And obviously this defense is led by that Oliver. Leonard Floyd went here. Matt Milano's still here. Travis White, Jordan Poyer. And Micah Hyde, Taylor Rapp, and DeMar Hamlin, who's back. Like, it's not a bad defense, as they only lost Terrell Edmonds and added Rapp and, and, and Puna Ford. And Von Miller's going to come back from his ACL injury as well. So you're like, wow, that's going to get even better. And it definitely, definitely will. So obviously, I didn't understand the tight end pick.
Like, they needed a wide receiver. So, I don't know. Just the guy they drafted later, shorter, what's that going to do? They did draft two offensive linemen, which is good because, again, the offensive line is not great. And, obviously, they drafted two defensive players. But the Bills, no matter what, they're still going to be the best team in this division. And that's not going to change. The only thing that's going to change is if, let's say, Tua has a healthy season with no concussion, and the Dolphins, who are one of the more talented teams, somehow edge him out for the division. It could happen. It's a possibility. Or Aaron Rodgers and the Jets take off, and they could finish, you know, way ahead also. That's where you got to get into, okay, the Bills still are the best team to win in this division. But the Dolphins, last year, the way that Tua was playing before he got concussed, you're like, Awesome. Problem was, Teddy Bridgewater, the backup, was hurt, and they were on the third-string quarterback. And there was an interesting sack I learned on Fantasy Football Show that Tyreek Hill and Jay Waddle had, like, no touchdowns from anyone except for when Tua was throwing the ball. That makes That's just not really good then. Adding Jalen Ramsey to this defense with the Cam Smith that they took in the first round, like, they improved their secondary as well. Deshaun Elliott's safety helps them out as well. And Mike White seems to be a good backup quarterback that doesn't even have an injury history like Teddy Bridgewater. So that's a good idea. They added a running back in the draft as well, Devon AC, and they drafted a wide receiver. And again, drafting a tackle. So they're saying how Smith is a great value for the position of strength and that this Acne can definitely excel in his system. But I don't understand it because they kept Raheem Morrison and Jeff Wilson Jr. It's like the battle of four Niner Widers, you know, running backs. And, you know, this Higgins guy could help definitely improve the wide receiver depth. So, again, if Tua, I'm going to say it, if Tua gets concussed again, they need to force him into retirement and say you can never play football again. This is for your own health. It's only for your own good. And move on and get a different quarterback because... You can't just let this guy go out there and get brain damage, man, because it's not worth it. It's really not. But again, this, the duo of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle is going to be really hard to top. And Cedric Wilson, he's been around the block. Braxton Barrios has been around the block. And I think Tyler Croft is probably the most talented end they had because obviously they let Kisaki go. But again, Alec Ingle, that's a good fullback. Okay, when you look at the offensive line, even though they have Teron Armstead and Isaiah Wynn, and Austin, and then they have that, it doesn't they're gonna be middle tier because Armstead is one of the best in football. But again, he missed time last year, and then it's some of the other guys are weak. Defensively, only losing Elton Roberts and getting in Long and Ramsey and drafting Smith, having Ramsey and Xavier Howard in your secondary. Oh, boy. How can you top that? It's really hard, man, because Xavier Howard and Bradley Chubb and Deshaun Elliott, Javon Holland, as I mentioned, Jalen Ramsey. It's a really good defense, and Jason Sanders is a good kicker, and when you hire Vic Vangio to run your defense... He's going to have a lot of fun with all these weapons on defense, young and old, guys that came from other teams, guys that have been on the Dolphins, 
And Mike McDaniel, as I told you, is an offensive genius from the 49ers. You know, Shanahan tree has a lot of good players to figure out what to do with this team. It's like that's really what's going to come down to. The Jets are on hard knocks. Everything is flashy, all this other stuff. And obviously, when you trade for Aaron Rodgers, you don't have a lot of draft picks. But last year, they drafted Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and Brees Hall. So you can't top that draft either. They did get an edge on Will McDonald. Again, because they wanted a a pass rush. They got offensive linemen, Tipman and, and Warren. That will hopefully help their offensive line. They did draft a running back and a tight end. I don't know how that's going to help them going forward. And two more defensive players. They say that Akbana was solid but not necessary. And Barnes, you know, the linebacker and Con Bernard Traverse were wild cards. And then they said Kunz was a little bit flat because they there was so the the draft not so great. Uh, you know, off season. Let's bring in Aaron Rodgers' buddy, Lazard. McCole Hardman is not his buddy, but veteran Randall Cobb. West Steiner is their offensive line. Drafting Mill McDonald and Tipman. So they did a lot of stuff. So the Jets, the problem was everyone last year said this. Imagine if they got a quarterback because Zach Wilson is not the answer. Joe Flacco should be retired. And Mike White's a backup. And I don't know who else started games for them. But they've had, they were four guys. Because on paper, their defense was ranked pretty high. And they got the skilled player. Problem is, their offensive line can only go up. Because if Dwayne Brown's healthy, and Vera Tucker's healthy, and Makai Becton is healthy, but he, you know, Dwayne Brown is old, that's the problem. But, yeah, if Tucker, Brown, and Becton, and with the addition of Tipman in the draft, their offensive line will improve. It just won't be Aaron Rodgers' usual quality offensive line which is not something that he's used to but he's also really quick getting the ball out there manipulating the line and overcoming that stuff and it's funny that Zach Wilson wasn't traded so he's the backup but again Brees Hall is coming off an injury and he could have won offensive rookie of the year but his teammate Gary Wilson won that so signing Dalvin Cook was a great signing because he's a starting running back on probably most of the teams in the NFL the Vikings are sure going to miss him have him take on the load for the first chunk of the season before Brees Hall comes back and then have a two-headed monster. That won't help fantasy owners, but it's definitely going to help Aaron Rodgers. McCole Hardman, as I mentioned, Alan Zard and Randall Cobb coming in. That really helps out Aaron Rodgers because he's familiar, obviously, with Lazard and Cobb. But he's got to get familiar with Hardman and, and then, obviously, the Ultra Wilson. Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzama both have been around the block. Okay? And then the defense, which is Robert Sala's bread and butter, that's where you need to... get better on that like that's where he needs to be like okay this is my forte and this year they could potentially be top five and last year they were top five as well now they lost Sheldon Rankins but we got Chuck Clark out woods and we drafted Will McDonald so you got Quinnen Williams John Franco Myers Jordan Whitehead and Sauce Gardner like that's their defense you got Quentin Jefferson and Solomon Thomas Bryce Hall Bryce Hall DJ Reed, they brought in Adrian Amos, and I mentioned White and Gardner, Quincy Williams, Mosley, Carl Lawson. Like, that's going to be good for Rodgers to have a, a great defense. His offensive line's improving, but another skill player. And they got Neg- Legatron, Greg Zerline, a, kick, a kicker, and Thomas Morse as a punter. So this team has got a lot of good players, 
And that's really where it's going to happen for the Jets. They could have a chance to win this division, but it's not likely that it's going to happen in the first place because they got to go upwards. Because obviously they've had the longest playoff drought in all of professional sports. We're talking about football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. Because that's, that's the problem there, man. If you you got to first overcome that before you crown yourself anything, okay? So that's the problem there with them. That's why I think third place is reasonable. Twelve years, so like that's really a long time. Now we got the New England who used to rule this division when you had Tom Brady and Gronkowski and all the other guys. Problem is they lost Jacoby Myers, which is their best one. I thought, you know, Juju Smith Schuster and Mike Isecki are gonna be really good choices. It really is. But they did get a lot of defensive players in the draft, so it's good for them. Because again, top 10 defense. They lost that McCourty retirement, but added Marte, Mapu, and guys on in the draft. They were great at generating takeovers, tied for second in the league with 30 of them and 54 sacks. They weren't purely effective on their career. They ranked 22nd in red zone touchdown rate and 21st on third down. That wasn't that was wasn't good enough to offset the 26th ranked offense. So their offense wasn't good enough. Their defense wasn't doing what it's supposed to. So obviously drafting players in the draft and getting guys in the offseason will help out. What's also going to help him out is Bill O'Brien, a former head coach, offensive coordinator, GM, college coach, literally gets to become the offensive coordinator. And you're like, that's about time. It really, really is. Because who, who, you know, Bill Belichick was worried that every time he hired a guy to be his offensive coordinator, they went and got a head coaching gig in college or professional sports and professional football, that he was just tired of that. But who takes Matt Patriska, a failed head coach, to be your offensive coordinator when he's a defensive guy and and Joe Judge, a field head coach with a special teams guy to be the offensive coordinator. Like, that, to me, makes no sense. And that kind of screwed Mac Jones' second year. If Bill Belichick doesn't want Mac Jones around, trade him away. Like, that's all I'm going to tell you. Okay? Ramon Stevenson came on, and he definitely outdid Damon Harris. And he really proved it. But they, like, they went and got Ezekiel Elliott. So that makes Mac Jones' life easier that he's got two running backs. Shush misused to replacing Jacoby Myers. I don't know if that's really going to replace him. And they just, they uh, they really continue with Devontae Parker, who people are telling me he's one of the worst wide receivers in separating. Like, it's just not a good idea, and they got Kendrick Bourne. Like, those are names, but none of them really stand out. And Hunter Henry was good in San Diego, L.A., but he's just not really doing anything. And Mike Gusecki is a good enough tight end to score. So it's like they're giving Mac Jones some brand name guy. And anytime your diff- offensive line is ranked by, is you know, has Trent Brown on there, that's really good. But unfortunately, they had four players playing under 50 staff last season. So they're hoping that Riley Rife will make this better. And Michael Anu was outstanding his first two-thirds of the season, so he's still good enough. So the offensive line is still top 15. Their defense which has always been a strength of theirs. Still has Matthew Judon, 
Trey Flowers. They guys they got Martu Matt Mapu. You know, Jabril Preppers has been around the block and Adrian Phillips and Jalen Mills and the guys they got obviously in the draft, like Christian Rodriguez, etc. The draft it was a little bit confusing for them because obviously Gonzalez and White and Marte, Matthew, these are all guys that are gonna help on the defense right away. They got a center and Andrew. They drafted a kicker and a punter. How often do you see in a draft that you can't a kicker and a punter? They drafted a few wide receivers and they drafted, as I mentioned, a center, but they drafted two guards and then more cornerbacks. So it was like I don't know what was happening there. But yeah, they're just gonna be a last place team because he doesn't understand. That it's an offensive league, you got to throw the ball, and if receivers aren't that great and your tight ends are not that great, running is not going to save you. So, as I mentioned before, that both South Division and each of the conference are bad. The difference is someone has to win the division in the NFC, so the default, the Saints are better. And this one is not a default. The Jaguars are clearly the better team. They have the franchise quarterback. They know what they're doing. Doug Peterson is his head coach. They got the pieces there, okay? And Trevor Lawrence, because he's going to continue to be the franchise quarterback, and Doug Peterson, him, this seem to be a good idea in this division, is going to be theirs for a long time. It, one of the easiest predictions is the Jaguars will win this division. Because it's really just that simple. Getting Calvin Ridley back from his suspension... Really gives the Jaguars a really good wide receiver. Okay? It, it really does. And Dearness Johnson and Jermichael Hasty and Tank Bigsby, who they drafted, the, they drafted this year, good enough backups for Travis Etienne. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, not bad. And Evan Ingram had some good moments with them. So not bad skill players for him. At, you're like, okay, so the Jaguars' offense seems to have a good idea what they're doing. Obviously, Antoine Harrison in the first round, they said, is going to really help out their defense. And Parker Washington is going to also help out the offense. problem is the offensive line is still bottom tier, even if they have Brandon Sheriff, Cam Robinson, because losing Jawan Taylor obviously doesn't help them. Even though they added, I said, Antoine Harrison as a rookie. Because Taylor was the Pets' graded pass protector of the group last year. They were the worst at run blocking, but ninth in pass blocking efficiency. So obviously no Taylor. Cam Robinson is obviously the clear one on the unit unless Brandon Sheriff gets back to how he used to play. So again, offensive line is a, is a work in progress. But I mentioned, offensive line, they realize they need to protect him, so let's get him. So I'll give him credit there. A tight end and a running back, just give him weapons. Focus in on so much defense, then give him a receiver, go back to defense, get another offensive lineman, and then another defensive player. Problem is the defense is also not that great. So they gave a lot of yards in 22, but did a good job of keeping the team off the board because you got Josh Allen and Devin Lloyd, not to be confused with quarterback. Okay, and obviously Trevor Lawrence didn't turn the ball over, so that really helps everyone out. So they're hoping that Lloyd and Trayvon Walker, who was last year's pick, Along with obviously Josh Allen helped this defense. So And they got Brandon McManus. That dude's been around the block before and he's a really good kicker as well. 
Now, the rest of this division is tricky because the Texans and the Colts both have rookie quarterbacks, and they're starting over from scratch. And technically, Tennessee has two young quarterbacks, and they got Ryan Tannehill. So I'm going to say that because you have, if Ryan Tannehill starts the season as the quarterback, and you still got Ezekiel Elliott, and they picked up the, the DeAndre Hopkins... This team is not sure. Do they want to go all in on defense? Do they want to go all in? I mean, not defense, go all in on, on a, you know, a rebuild? Or they, they think they are a wild card team. And I don't know if Derrick Henry can carry this team to a wild card as he's getting up there with all the mileage. I really, it's really hard to tell if that's what's going to happen. Now, obviously, they finished last in the worst defensive line of football, so they needed to tack and everyone offseason. So they made a lot of money on Andre Dillard, a former first-round pick. And Peter Saransky, one of the best players in the draft, and they secured Will Levis in the second round. So obviously, they're not sure what they're doing. There's just a lot of stuff here. So obviously, Saransky with the first pick, and the Jalen Duncan, they were like, we need to get fixed offensive line. Let's get a running back, as Derrick Henry's aging with Tajay Spears. Let's get a tight end, Josh Wild, because we don't have one. Let's draft Colton Dowell, a wide receiver, because we don't have a lot of receiver. Okay, and then as I mentioned, Will Levis. So... Their defense is middle is towards the bottom tier. Because they did lose Long, Walker, Dupree, and Cunningham. And think that Arden Key, Al Shazier, Shummer from Bunny, and Ben Neiman is enough. And Kevin Byer wants to leave. So it's like this defense is not great. And they still have the worst offensive line. Even though they paid for Andre Dillon and got two rookies and some other guys to come in. So that's the problem. So do you want Ryan Tannehill to go out there with the worst offensive line and a middle and a bottom tier defense, or do you want to let Mal see what Malik Willis can do? And if he's got nothing, you got you got Will Havis, okay? Will Levis, okay? And outside of Jandre Hopkins, I'm not really scared of any of the receivers. They could say the Traylon Burks and Nick Westbrook-Akini are nice, but again, I'm not really sold even on the tight end Akanu. And at defense, Jeffrey Simmons is a burner on the block. So is Travis Gibson. Harold Landry, and obviously Chummer from Butney and Imani Hooker, but if Kevin Byer wants out of there, it doesn't really help them. And they kind of got Nick Folk. That's a veteran. He's been around the block. So I don't know what the Titans are doing, but they have enough veteran players that have talent that they could be the second-place team, okay? It's really what it is. The Colts, though, learned their mistake with Andrew Luck, okay? And they really did. We need to get an offensive line that protects our quarterback. We need to get him weapons to throw to. We need a running back. We need a defense. So the Colts have been that team. The problem is, Brissett and Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz, Philip Rivers, they're just not the answer. That's the problem. So a lot of teams thought that if they were going to draft a quarterback this year, they're going to draft Will Levis or C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. There's somebody that that you know you can trust to to do it, because you're like, I don't know. Well, they went and drafted the most raw player possible in Anthony Richardson, and just hoping that it works, and that Shane Steiton is the guy, because Shane Steiton, they made the Eagles better, and especially Jalen Hurts had a better season, okay? They took 12 times and made it push the target superior athlete with a selection. Blake Freeland, a tackle. Adbaro, a defensive line. 
and Josh Downs help, obviously, in the receiver room. So, obviously, they're like, cool, we got our quarterback, we got a cornerback, defensive tackle, a second cornerback, a safety, and a linebacker, and another quarterback. They want to prove the defense. And they're like, well, let's prove the offensive line by getting Freeland and then getting a tight end, getting a running back, and getting another offensive lineman. So that's the same thing. Like, so it's just like they have a lot of things. And their defense may not be top 10, but it's improved a little bit. Okay, now they did lose Gilmore, Oak Curry, Faiskin, and Yannick Ngamwe, but they added a few people on there. So obviously... They kept Gus Bradley, and he knows what he's doing on defense. But again, offensive line is what they really invested in between Quinton Nelson and Ryan Kelly. And they were a mess last season, but they're going to definitely be much better this year. Quinton Nelson is one offensive lineman in all football line, four sacks in his first four season league before letting a five last year. So that's his worst year. It's going to get better. And... Gardner Minshew is that not to have a quarterback that's going to make you want to play him over Anthony Richardson. Running back, if Jonathan Taylor is injured, he's holding out, that's going to impact a lot of wins for them this year. There may be bad. So Zach Moss, first guy in. Michael Pittman is still a talented wide receiver. We've been over this. He's not a number one. Isaiah McKenzie and Alec Pierce, they're not that great either. Josh Downs, a rookie. Mo Cox, definitely not a starting tight end on most teams. But DeForest Buckner... And EJ Speed, Shaquille Leonard, Kenny Moore, you know, there's just guys there that know what they're doing. And again, Roberto Sanchez is one of the better punters, and they got Matt Gay a kicker. So that's where I'm like, the Colts can definitely be the fourth best team because I just don't trust the Texans because they kept firing, they fired Lovey Smith after firing the previous coach, and they just they just fire coaches way too quickly, and they just don't seem to have any. Direction now, obviously, like well, Demarco Ryan's gets themselves a long-term deal, and by getting a long-term deal, that helps them out, knowing forward that they got time to build this team. Okay, behind Will Anderson on defense, because that's his specialty. Ryan's, and then obviously with their quarterback selection as well. In C.J. Stroud. And that they continued with Drew Strong to center. Jared Patterson at guard center. So they try to prove the offensive line that's bad. Gave Stroud a weapon in Tank Dell. And Xavier Hutchison. And on defense besides Will Anderson. They're like, well, we're going to get Horton, Tutu, and Hill. Okay, and obviously with Brandon Cook's gone, they definitely needed to get some guys in the game, in the offensive, you know, skill player, okay? So they got Shaq Mason via trade, Jimmy Ward, and they got Robert Woods at receiver. That's all going to help them out in the long run. Because it really, really is. Because the offensive line is still towards the bottom despite having 
the trade of Shaq Mason. It's still having Lermy Tunzel. So you're like, wow, I even got all those guys. Their defense will get better if they only lost one key player and added rankings, Ward, Perriman, Wingovich, Littleton, Hassan Ridgeway, and obviously drafted Will Anderson and a bunch of other guys in the draft. The offense will be better because they're not going to rely on Davis Mills or Case Keaton. See, this draft's the guy. That's what they do going forward. Damon Pierce with a great rookie running back, and they added Devin Singletary and Mike Boone and Dario Balloway just for depth, so that's really good. Now, obviously, praise for Brandon Cook is hard to do, so no offense to Nico Collins, no around to Robert Woods. Nothing that really scares you out there. Getting Dalton Schultz gives them a real tight end. That's what you really, really want. And on defense, you still got Denzel Perryman, Jimmy Ward again. They got a lot of guys. Shaquille Griffin. They got guys who are on the block. So, sorry to Marco Ryans. I just, like, I'm sorry. Your team is has to prove on being one of the worst teams last year and a bad team for a while. In order to me, you're going to not finish in last place. Now then. The Kansas City Chiefs. What can I say? It's very hard for them to repeat because the Eagles, when they won the Super Bowl, they didn't repeat. And when the, the Buccaneers won, they didn't repeat. The Rams didn't win when they repeated. So it's very, very hard. It really, really is. And I have no idea if they're going to repeat because the AFC is so tough. It's so tough. It really is because we talked about how in the Bills' own division, they got to worry about Aaron Rodgers and Tua, their team. And then I mentioned Joe Burr's got to worry about Lamar Jackson and the fact that the Browns are going to be one of the better last-place teams and the Steelers are a good team. So there's a lot of competition in this conference. So it's not very hard to say they're not going to repeat. But if any team's going to repeat, it's them. Now, obviously, letting Orlando Brown go was a bad idea because they paid, they overpaid for Jawan Taylor. But they got Donovan Smith. That will help Taylor on the right side. Charles Amalu, Mike Edwards, and Drew, and Drew Tranquil are good, solid additions who can help out in defense. This Rasheed Rice was electric at SMU, and he goes to Andy Reid so he can come in at the level, while one on Morris, the third private tackle of the team, is drafted in recent years. So, obviously... They're hoping Felix Andunanu, you know, Anikue Zuma, Shamari Connor, BJ Thompson, and Corburn and Nick Jones. How about the defense? Because they're like, hey, we're going to help Spagnola getting some guys on defense, and we're going to help out Andy Reid by getting him Rice at running back, get him another offensive lineman. So. Because their defense is still. Top 15. They lost a few players, but they added a bunch of guys. So that's a good thing. And offensive line, even though they lost to Brandon Brown, Donovan Smith, Jawan Taylor, Creed Humphrey, and Joe Tooney really make this a really good offensive line. So Mahomes aren't running for his life within the Super Bowl. And if you want to know who replaced the the backup quarterback because he retired after winning the Super Bowl last year, it is Blaine Gabbard. He is the backup. Now, Isaiah Pacheco became the starting running back last year, but they still got Jarrett McKinnon, who scored a lot of goal line touchdowns, and Clyde Edwards-Aware. So it's at least not like, well, we're going to do a running back. And at wide receiver, 
It didn't matter that last year when Tyreek was gone, the Chiefs were still amazing as Kelsey is the number one guy they throw to. But the development of Sky Moore is only going to get better. And the, I don't understand this. They have Richie James and Kadiris Tony. It's like, why do you have former Giants receivers who can't stay healthy and former Packer Marquez Faldi Scanling? So it's not like the cover is barren there. And as I mentioned in defense, you got Derek Nottie, Willie Gay, and... Uh, so they got some guys on defense that are going to really matter. And Harrison Butker is a very good kicker. And what's tricky about this is that I think the Chargers are finally going to be consistently in the playoffs every year. The, and, you know, that's the problem. They're not, you know, they finally got over the hump. He made the playoffs. The question will be how far will he get? Justin Herbert because he's lo- lo- literally one of the most talented players in all of football. Like, that's just... Good. Now, they say, again, addition Eric Kendricks helps the team. Kenneth Murray and rookie Dalen Hanley help out the defense. This Quentin Johnson they drafted, they said he's going to make the, the team much better. Now, the question will be, like we talked about Dennis Allen with the, with the Saints... Is the Charger head coach, Brandon Staley, the guy? Like, that's the question. You don't know. We don't really know. But Justin Herbert can overcome one of the offensive line. He can do it. Austin Eckler is an all-purpose running back. He's great. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are really good. And Joshua Palmer and the guy they drafted and Jalen Guyton, not bad. Wide receiver def. And Gerald Everett at tight end with Donald Partham, not bad. What's really going to help out Justin Herbert is that Sean Slater is coming back from an injury, and he's a left tackle. And Shaler, who played left tackle, is going to left guard, and he proved so well enough that they're like, we got to keep him. And Corey Lindsley's been on the box, and they're like, that's really good there. And then on defense, anytime you're led by the, a Bosa brother, Khalil Mack, Derwin James, Asante Samuel, like you're like, wow. So we did lose... Van Noy and two other guys, but Eric Kendricks is joining this team. You're like, oh my God, look at this team, man. Joey Boza, Kendrick, Khalil Mack, JC Jackson, Derwin James, Sante Samuel. Like, how's hard to top that? That's really, really hard to top that. It, re- it really is. They did draft a quarterback towards the end, which, because obviously, you always do that every year just so you have someone who's a backup. Now then, the Broncos, man. This is the problem with the Broncos. Sean Payton's like said on TV, he's like, I'm literally going to do everything that is not what Nathaniel Hackett did last year, the new Jets offensive coordinator. And again, the Broncos have known to have a good defense and a good set of skill players. It was just the quarterback issues were the issue. That's why they went and got paid in Manning the first time because it was like, well. So let's just start there. If Russell Wilson has a better year, they're a playoff team, okay? They're hoping that the solid pick of Marvin Mims makes their offseason better than it was. While Drew Sanders and linebacker Riley Moss, the hope is, and, and Jail Skinner say the hope helps the defense. And Alex Forsythe, obviously 10.
But Mims makes sure they don't got to pay for Judy, Sutton, or Patrick. Now, obviously, one of the awkward things about this team is that Vance Joseph has come back to the team he coached a while ago to be the defensive coordinator. That's why Vic Vangio, when they said he was going to join Sean Payton, where he went, and Sean Payton and Vic Denver, he's like, eh, I'm not doing that. And they only lost Ronald Darby and Jermont Jones, but again, Zach Allen and guys on defense in the draft, obviously they're hoping that Zach Allen will replace Bradley Chubb as well. And their offensive line is still top 15 with Ben Powers and Mike Vicini added, but Garrett Bowles and all the other guys who make this offensive line. So Russell Wilson will hopefully get a Javante Williams who's healthy all season with a Smite P. Ryan at the backup. And we mentioned Judy Sutton and Mint. Fortunately, Tim Patrick's out for the year again. Then we know that they liked Adam Topman and Greg Dolch. That was good for them. And again, Frank Clark joined this team. So already this defense is better. Fabian Moreau's on this defense. Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson are on this team. And obviously Patrick Sertain and Randy Gregory. Like, really good. And they had a Will Lutz. The kicker from the Saints. Like, I don't understand what the Saints did by trading their everyday kicker. That baffles me. It really does. And as I'm saying, I don't know if Denver's going to be a playoff team, but they're going to definitely be better than last year. And that's, like, all you can say. Like, if you could be better than last year and be a potential wildcard team, that's all that matters in the end. Now we get to where the Raiders are the worst team in this division, but like the Browns, they're not one of the worst teams. Now, obviously, their offensive line is towards the bottom 20. So, again, nothing on the offensive line sticks out. Their draft, they said, getting Wilson in on defense and Byron Young and Jerky and Bennett on defense and Christopher Smith and Amarna Bruni. So, mostly... You know, defensive guys really helped them. They did draft a tight end. Obviously, we trade Dallin Waller. You need to fix that hole. Trade Tucker just gives him another receiver. They drafted Aiden O'Connell, who's a good depth to have and take a quarterback in a rookie deal late round. You're not paying him a lot of money. But, again, Rockets and Denzel Perryman left, and this is one of the worst defenses. But they're like, look at Et, Faison, Spilling, Duke Shelley, David Long, draft Wilson, and I mentioned all the other guys. And that's really going to help them out there. Because Chandler Jones and Max Crosby can't be doing it all by themselves. So yeah, you're looking at this defense and you're like, well, it's improved. Based on looking at Jerry Tillery, I said, Robert Spillane and Marcus Epps and Marcus Peters, the cornerback. Like they did a lot of players that will help them out. And they still got a good kicker in Daniel Carlson. So the offensive line is a work in progress. And Jimmy Garoppolo didn't even sign a real contract. He signed a waiver until he was able enough to sign an actual contract if he was healthy. So obviously Brian Hoare, familiar with New England system, if Garoppolo gets hurt, they'll probably put him in. They should just give Adrian, Adrian O'Connell the gob because Josh McDaniels is really banking on Garoppolo being healthy. And then they made the mistake the Giants did. They did not just got Josh Jacobs the money when he's the reason why they've been successful. But having Randall Bolden and Amir Abdullah kind of helps his team out. We all know Devontae Adams is definitely one of the better number one receivers in football. Paid a lot of money for Jacoby Myers, which puts Hunter Renfro to three. So they actually have a good three-headed monster, and they still have Austin Hooper. It's not like they're bad at tight end. They're just not as good as 
the other teams in their division, and that's not their fault. Now, obviously, this is the end of this podcast. We're officially Bengals, Ravens, top two teams in the North, and most likely they both make the playoffs. Steelers, I'm on the fence if they make the playoffs, and the Browns are being last. Not because they're bad, just they're the worst of the team. Bills win their division. Dolphins and Jets finish 2-3, two and three, and two of those teams can make the playoffs. It all depends on between the Ravens, Steelers, Chargers, and Broncos if the Dolphins and the Jets make the playoffs, and then the Patriots just have to be the worst team in their division. Jaguars are clearly going to run away with the division. Titans have a lot of veterans, but they don't know what they're doing. Who's going to be the quarterback? And Colts and Texans are both starting over, so they're both going to be bad. Chiefs are 100% winning the division. There's no question about that. The question will be, can Herbert make the playoffs two straight years, and will Russell Wilson and then rebound? Think of the Chargers have a great season. I can give Herbert the MVP or Josh Allen. There's a lot of guys who can win it. Jamar Chase, the wide receiver, could be Offensive Player of the Year. Nick, uh, you know, Joey Bosa, the Chargers, could be Defensive Player of the Year. And obviously, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, if they're greater rookies, they can be Rookie of the Year. So all the rookies who are on offense or defense, depending who's at the breakout year. Now, obviously, Will Anderson could be Defensive Player of the Year for the Texans. And Russell Wilson, if he's better than last year, could be Comeback Player of the Year. But I feel like they're going to give it to Demar Hamlin because, obviously, got to fix that. I didn't write the word Bills there. But, like, because, again, coming back from almost dying. And then, obviously, Mike McDaniel can win Coach of the Year. So can Sean Payton if he turns things around. Nick Harrisio, the Texans made a lot of moves, and the Bengals made a lot of moves. So it's like, you know, you could see yourself choosing some of these teams to to have bounce-back seasons so the coach of the front office look good. And I still think that, like, Chiefs are at the top. The Bengals and the Bills and the Jaguars just like, we're a division winner. And the real bread and butter in this AFC is figuring out how many teams from the, the North – how many teams from the East and how many teams from the West make it? Because we all agree that the South is so bad. That really is not going to happen. But, yeah, I, got, I, I am all in on Denver being a playoff team this year. I'm on the Ravens being a playoff team and the Dolphins. But, obviously, the Jets can make the playoffs for the Dolphins. The Steelers can make the playoffs over the Ravens. And, again, the Chargers, I think, are a playoff team. So, it's like there's a lot of possibility with added playoff teams, added playoff games, and one team on a wild card bye. But again, this was the AFC preview of the 2023 season. You can get, always get on the radar podcast, wherever your podcast, Apple, Google, or Spotify. Please rate, download. If you want the NFC, check out the NFC. The predictions on the divisions, the playoffs, and the awards are on online on the blogger, Radar 4428, and the website, ontheradarmedia.com. Links will be shared on all the social media platforms, like On the Radar Entertainment blog, which is the Facebook page, Twitter, you name it. All of these places, it will all be, you know, figured out. And... Again, the podcast will be up everywhere for you to download. The preview, the written preview will be uploaded before the season for everyone to read. Again, as always, this is Raider from the Raider. This was the 2023-24 AFC preview for the NFL upcoming season. See you guys next time.